Hello, 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 good day, and welcome to another episode of After School History. I am, as always, your genial host, Anthony J. Ashitino. And I wanted to address the first issue that I know many of you will have. Where have you been the last month? Uh, well, I'll be honest with you. Um, I've had, I've been a little sick. Nothing major, but enough that it's kept me from recording. Um, I've had uh, a lot of stuff going on over here, and it just, I, I haven't, I always, I'm, I'm very honest with you, my loyal listeners, and I always say that I, I don't put out stuff that's not a wholehearted effort by me. I won't put out, I, I won't half you know what a job here. And so having said that, I won't give you an episode that's just me, you know, uh, trying to keep myself propped up for a half an hour or so. No, I'll give you an episode when I am in the the full sway of things, as I am back now, thankfully. Uh, but yes, so I, I've, I've been a little sick. So the uh, for those of you, and uh, you know, there were quite a few people listening to my Civil War episode, and I've really, you know, I was, before I got sick, I was really doing a tremendous amount of research uh, into uh, what I wanted to put into the second part, and, uh, you know, a lot of uh, just devastating stuff, really good stuff, and I can't wait, and I'm I'm building up for that. But as is what I'm hoping is going to be a tradition for a while now, I did it last year, I'm doing it again this year, the final episode of the year, it is now the the last day of 2020. And I think it would be quite remiss of me to not to not have an episode out at the end of the year and to address the what this year has been. It's been uh you know it's been a hell of a year, pardon my French. But it's been it's been really fascinating in a lot of ways. Um and you know <laughs> historians will be looking back at this year in the future and saying, Goodness gracious, this is where things happen. Now, to address that, there are a couple of things that I wanted to talk about. First, obviously we had uh, a pandemic. Now, I know people, oh, every hundred years a pandemic happens. No, that's, that's, that's not entirely true. Um, pandemics happen on uh, a fairly regular basis. They don't often get to the numbers that we had, but we have the numbers that we have right now because, unfortunately, the people in charge completely, you know, they, uh, they, 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 a bundled this one here. Um, and, and it wouldn't be nearly as bad as it is if we had had any kind of competent leadership in, in many different places in the world, but especially in the United States. And so now we've got this, uh, the coronavirus, COVID-19, as it were. And we're dealing with this. We're dealing with over 300,000 people dead in the United States. We're dealing with, you know, hundreds of thousands of deaths elsewhere. And that's what, you know, those are the official numbers. The unofficial numbers, we don't know. But we do have now uh, vaccines being rushed into production. 
and hopefully people will take them. Um, I know <laughs> I've talked to a few people who have been, oh no, I'm not going to, vaccines, you know, no, no, this is not, this is not, uh, they're, they're no good. Um, <clears throat> you know, it, it's really funny because when, when people bring this up with me, I am a huge fan of vaccines. Um, I'm vaccinated against basically everything I can be. Um, I encourage people to vaccinate themselves against everything that is out there because I don't want to die in 2020 from something that we've had a a virtual cure for 70 years ago, okay? Um, You know, and, and there are things that we don't get, for example, in the United States, we don't get polio vaccines anymore. Um, But if we did, I would take the polio vaccine. I'd be like, yeah, why do I want to become, you know, crippled from polio when I could take the vaccine and not be crippled from it? Never the people, well, you know, you can possibly get it. Yeah, I know. And you know what? If I take an antibiotic for strep throat, I could possibly uh, find myself you know, with a bad case of the trots, okay, and be be on the throne for a while. These are chances I'm willing to risk, okay, because there's nothing worse than some of these illnesses. And we have to fight them, and we have to put them out of their place. We have to defeat them. And the way we defeat them is by everybody going out there and getting vaccinated, and then they'll they'll they will go away, okay. But when we don't do that, when we don't do that, then all of a sudden you have, you know, resurgences of these things. So anyway, um, enough about that. We've got this opportunity. Thankfully, many of our pharmaceutical companies are coming out with vaccines right now, and that's a good thing. Hopefully, people will be smart, get the vaccine. And put yourself through, and then we won't have to worry about, uh, you know, COVID-19 will end up being, um, you know, a, a very sad and, and poignant memory, but that's what it'll be, a memory, okay? It'll be a memory. So we've got that going on right now. <clears throat> Meanwhile, we've got, in the United States, we've got an issue where... Um, <laughs> The president, the current president, doesn't want to accept the fact that he's lost the election. Um, this is very sad. Um, it's worrisome from the point that you know this has never happened before. Um, and before any of you decide to bring up, before anyone decides, what about 2000, Bush Gore? Yeah, well, Bush Gore, there is a question about the voting in one state, Florida. And there were legitimate concerns in Florida. And then what happened was, after a while, and went to the Supreme Court, and they ruled to stop the recount, um, Al Gore, even though he could have continued to fight this out, and many people might say he should have continued to fight it out, Al Gore was like, nope, you know what? For the good of the country, let's just let it go. Okay, and he did, and George W. Bush became president. All right, this is completely different than what we have now. What we have now is a president 
and unfortunately a large portion of the populace claiming that the election was fraudulent. That, in fact, instead of losing by millions of votes and losing by dozens of electoral college votes, um, you have someone claiming that, no, in fact, I won the election. And anyone that says otherwise is, uh, you know, deep state fake news. And, and this is just, it's like, you want to just be like, look, no, you lost. You lost. People have lost before. Okay? You've had many one-term presidents in this country. Deal with it. Go on. But this particular person cannot deal with that. And they're continuing. And there are many people that are fighting. The, yeah, no, we, we want to, you know, fight this. We're going to continue bringing lawsuits. We're going to do this and that. The real concern here is what's going to happen um, in January. Our are people going to actually start doing things? Are they going to, are these people that believe that the election was stolen, are they going to take action? Are they going to do things? I mean, they, they you know, they run around with their, their guns and, you know, we're going to defend the Constitution. Well... The Constitution is not what needs to be defended right now. The Constitution is, uh, you know, I mean, which, by the way, and that's another thing that after I'm done with my series on the Civil War, which I'm, like I told you guys before, I'm going to get on with that one uh, in the new year. Probably, hopefully this this weekend, Ethan, I'll, I'll put another episode up. But the issues of the Constitution, the Constitution really needs to be changed. Um, I know this is kind of like, you know, the gasps and awes. And it's like, how how dare you say the Constitution? Look, the Constitution was created at a time when the country was radically different than it is today. It was created at a time where people were slaves, okay? Where women had no rights at all where it was only the landed aristocracy, white males, had a say in things. This needs to be changed. There need to be some things. And, and, and with the Electoral College, look, you know, we talk about, oh, well, you know, it gives rights to this people and that people. No, what it does is it basically gives more power to land than it does to people. Um. You, if you look at it this way, and I know in the beginning, yes, okay, there were people that were like, no, you know, no, no, shamefully, shamefully, you know, the New Jersey plan was that, you know, we would go back to, you know, this idea that in, in all of the, the, the houses of Congress, there would be equal representation, and that turned into what became the Senate, where everyone had equal representation, but... Honestly, let, let's, let's be very frank here, okay? Let's be frank. Should, and I'm not calling these states out because I don't like them or do like them. I, I'm just calling it out. Should Idaho, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, and Montana have equal say in the government... With California, Texas, 
Illinois, Pennsylvania, Florida. Should that be the case? And other people will be like, well, you know, the House of Representatives, uh, you know, will deal with that. You know, I get that. And, and, and that's is a fair point. But the bottom line is that in the Senate, um, these states which have, I mean, all those, the first five states that I named, probably don't have the population of, of New York, okay? Should this be the case where they get equal say in the Senate? which is an extremely powerful body. Uh, it's a very, very powerful body, okay? And, you know, this is where we, we face the facts that the Constitution was created, again, at a time when um, these people who founded the country really believed that they were acting in the best interest and that people would act in a manner that they understood as noble and just. It's not the case anymore, okay? And it hasn't been for a long time. Um, <clears throat> the Electoral College to elect the presidency, I mean, it's just ridiculous, you know? We've had over five elections now where the popular vote has not decided the presidency. This is This is silly. This is silly at best. It is very insane at worst, okay? People vote to decide who they want to be in charge of the country. And if they vote for a certain people, if, if 70 million people vote for candidate A and 60 million vote for candidate B, why is candidate B going to win the election? How could this happen? And why should it happen? That's the real question. Why shouldn't we have a situation where someone who got outvoted by over 10 million votes becomes the president? Now, I mean, we didn't have that this year, but in 2016, we had over 3 million votes. And, you know, I know we're still looking for the millions of illegal votes that were cast there. We'll be looking for them. Um, you know, maybe they can sign up with... Uh, with O.J. Simpson to go find the killers. Or, I was reading today, and uh, only in America, to, to quote uh, Don King, only in America, <clears throat> I was reading today that Casey Anthony is um, filing to have her own private investigation uh, company. And Casey Anthony P.I. Well, as my brother said when I texted him that, he said, oh, man, that's awesome. Maybe she can find the person that killed her daughter. Um, <laughs> that's the joke, because she did. Uh, you know, there's OJ, too. We get OJ in there as well, you know, the person that killed, uh, you know, uh, Nicole Brown Simpson and uh, Ron Goldman, okay? Um, this, is, this is just ridiculous. There's no reason why in 2020 and going forward, that we are not just electing people on the basis of who wants these people and more. And if you're going to say, well, it shouldn't be up to, you know, a few states making decisions, it's always been that way, okay? The popular vote is based on, you know, listen, people like living in certain areas. And the places where people live, the, the you know, I mean, California, for crying out loud, 
as I've told my students in school many times, California's economy, if it was its own country, it would be like the fifth highest economy in the world. Okay? So don't let don't let's go around talking about, you know, well, they shouldn't have a say. No, because they're a massive part of how this country, the United States of America, functions. And if you're going to make the argument that New York and California don't contribute more to the economy than half of the states that are located in this country, then, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I got a bridge to sell you, I guess. Because that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Okay? So, uh, it's going to be very interesting in 2021 to see what happens. Will President Trump leave office? Will he have to be dragged out of office? I hope not. I really, really hope not. I, I, I am a man of, of, of dignity and a believer in decorum, and, and I really hope that he does something other than force the hand of, of people to remove him from the White House. Um, I would like to think that that's not what's going to happen, but you, one never knows. One never knows. So we got that. But 2020, um, a fascinating year, you know, as I said. And we're dealing with it. We're going forward. We're, we're, we're moving into 2021. Not much is going to change in the outset. But I think that there's a very good chance that we could get back to some semblance of normalcy halfway through the year. That's my prediction. If people are smart, if people go ahead and take the vaccines, I think that we could have a situation where um, individuals are allowed to go out again. We get the economy back up and running. We could have people doing things, I mean, intelligently, not stupidly, not... You know, we, we still might be a little ways away from having, you know, a, a 40, 50 person get togethers. But, you know, this is the price we have to pay. And we have to pay it for a little while. And then we'll be there. We'll, we'll get there. Listen, none of this stuff, you know, before anyone says, well, this is the new normal. You know what? The Black Plague, which, which ripped through Europe and killed a third of the population. I mean, killed tens of millions of people. That ended. The uh, influenza outbreak in the you know, 1919-1920, that ended. I hesitate to call it the Spanish flu just because it had nothing to do with Spain at all. And, and those of you who, who know, I think I've talked about this before um, in my World War I um, podcast. You know, it was the fact that Spain was the one of the only countries that was still reporting things. They reported it. First, because they weren't involved in the war, and so therefore it became known as the Spanish flu. Nothing to do with Spain. In fact, it's very likely that, and I, I, I say this with no effrontery to you in uh, Kansas, it's very likely that the plague actually broke out in Kansas, in the United States, and it spread outward. But whatever, it, do, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It, the fact is that the plague broke out, and we dealt with it. We dealt with it because people made good choices. People wore masks. People didn't spit on the streets. We we lost a lot of people, as we're losing now, and, and it's terrible. 
you know, I've brought this up before, you know, I've, I've lost, um, I've lost several friends to the coronavirus. And so people that like to talk about it, first of all, if you're going to say it's a hoax, I would highly advise you not to say it within my presence. Because for me, it's not a hoax. For me, these are people I ate lunch with. These are people that I would have conversations about their children. We would laugh together. I mean, I can, I can, I can still hear their voices in my head. And they died. And they died because of the coronavirus. They didn't die because they had heart attacks or you know, they didn't die because of anything else. They died because they got the coronavirus. At least two of them were on ventilators. And then they died. So for me, this is a very real thing. It's not it's not just talking about oh we had you know 500 deaths in Oklahoma. No. This is you know these people that you used to come in and give a handshake to or a hug you know that that you would you would again you know we would laugh about things we would talk about stuff what's going on in education teachers that I worked with, they died. And they died because of the coronavirus. And so, for me, this is a very real thing. And it's a very hateful thing. And I want to see it stomped out. And I want to see it stomped out as soon as is humanely possible. And I understand it, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Nothing good ever does. Nothing worthwhile ever does. We have to work on it. But we can stomp this out. And wherever you are in the world today, and I know I have, and I'm very grateful for all of you, my listeners from around the world, I am so grateful for all of you. But please, encourage your friends, family, to take the vaccine. We've got to... Bury this. We've got to destroy it. We've got to get rid of this coronavirus. Okay? And, you know, we will have more in the future. There's no question. Hopefully, we'll have people in charge that can actually deal with it. But who knows? You know, we, we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, goodness gracious, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen uh, a month from now, much less a year from now, two years from now, ten years from now. But, you know, what we could do is we could hope. <clears throat> and human beings are very resilient individuals. We've overcome a lot of things. We will overcome this. It's just, like I said, my hope is that we overcome it without any more people dying than absolutely have to. And by have to, I mean, unfortunately, because of the way that we're dealing with things, People are going to die. I would hope that as few people as possible will die. So you've got that going on right now. Um, in other uh, parts of the world, in other news and other things that are going on, uh, you know, you, you've still got to deal with sports. 
sports are dealing with this, allowing people in, not allowing people in. Um, unfortunately, in the United States, uh, we seem to have made the decision that um, we're, we're tired of dealing with coronavirus. I'm not. I'm still very much up for the battle. But a lot of people are like, yeah, whatever, I'm going to go and I'm going to wear, I'm going to just go out and do this and go out and do that. Um, And so they're going out to these sporting events, ignoring a lot of the, uh, you know, procedures that will help us. Um, So we'll have to see how that works out. It's very possible after, after Christmas that two weeks from now we'll see a major surge. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. It's it's really just a wide open thing right now. And I am hoping, I am hoping and hoping and hoping that it does not go that way. I'm hoping that we end up with with less um illnesses and that like I said with the with the vaccine which is being rolled out you know across the board that we can put a stop to this, hopefully by the first quarter of next year. That's my hope. Um, I might be wrong, but I, I'm, I'm hopeful I'm not wrong. I'm hopeful that I'm right in one case here. So there we are, folks. The end of 2020, and we're moving on to 2021. Will it be a better year? I sure as heck hope so. I know you do too. I'm an optimist, okay? I'm an optimist by nature. I do believe that there's nothing to to paraphrase. Well, no, I'll quote uh, former President Clinton of the United States. There's nothing wrong with America that cannot be fixed by what is right with America. And I'll 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 expand on that and say, you know what? Human beings, there's nothing that has ever been thrown at human beings that we haven't been able to solve or fix. It has taken time. It has taken lives. But we will overcome these things and hopefully we'll have learned from it and we'll move on so the next time something happens, the next time there's a pandemic, and may it be... 500 years from now, not 100 years, 500 years from now. If then, then we'll actually be able to understand how better to deal with it. That's my hope, okay? And I hope that it is your hope as well. So, having said that, like I mentioned earlier, previously, I'm going to put the the Civil War um, episode up. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. I'm very passionate about this. And not in the typical, you know, people think Americans love the Civil War. The gone with the wind and, you know, the blue and the green. No, I personally can't stand gone with the wind. I think that it is a completely, um, it it is BS. Pardon my French. I say that because I know that I have people that are under the age of 18 who listen to this podcast. Um, Gone with the Wind is, is absolute crap, okay? Um, it, 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 is, it is a movie that glorifies the South, that glorifies slavery, that glorifies the plantation system, and I will have none of that. You will never, ever, ever 
hear me, Anthony J. Eschettino, glorifying the South, uh, the, the antebellum South, glorifying slavery, glorifying plantations, much the same as I always say, you know, I, I told my students the one time my eighth graders, we were talking about World War II, and I said, by the way, go ahead and uh, if you ever see a Nazi, feel free to punch them in the face. And my one student is Jewish. He, he just, he, he did like a double take and he was like, wait, did you just say it was okay for us to punch Nazis in the face? And I said, yes, absolutely. And I said, and furthermore, if you get in trouble for it, you can go out there and tell them, be like, I did this because Mr. Ashitino told me it was okay to punch Nazis in the face. I, I have no problem with this. Um, and and I, I kind of in the same way with people who support this whole lost cause confederacy BS. You know what? It, it, you supported, if you are a pro-confederacy supporter, what it really means is that you supported a system that kept black people enslaved. And I really have no use for you at all, and I don't think anyone should have any use for you at all. Um, that is immoral, unethical, whatever you want to call it. So that's my thing is that, you know, when these people, and I, I've i seen it in the South before. I've seen the, the shirts, you know, there was one shirt, you know, the the flag may fade, but the glory never will. What glory? You fought a war to keep black people as property that is absolutely wrong and you were it was proven so because you know the civil war was fought and they lost but you know they they keep on trying for this stuff and then are you no no it had nothing to do with slavery no it did it, it had everything to do with slavery so anyway, I, I'm, I'm going off a little bit here, but I do tend to when I go over these subjects. But anyway, if you do ever see a Nazi, feel free to punch them in the face. And then you can say, you know what, it was uh, Anthony J. Ashtino on his podcast, After School History, who said that it was perfectly okay to punch Nazis in the face. Um, and if people are flying Confederate flags, um, you know, I'm going to go a step further and say, yeah, go ahead. You know what, punch them in the face as well. And, uh, you know, I will, uh, I'm, I'm not going to be like uh, President Trump, I'll pay your legal fees, but I'll tell you what, I will, uh, I will happily show up if you ever get in trouble and be like, yeah, you know what I said, go ahead and punch these people in the face. The United States of America is a country that today is not based off of any kind of racial hatred, at least it should not be. If you really are an American, if, and, and if you're a citizen of the world, if you're a human being with a sense of morality, you should not be anti any kind of race or any kind of religion. You should be more than happy to embrace everyone. We are all on the same planet. There is only one planet, and we all have to live here. And so stop with this nonsense and, you know, stop with this. And hopefully in 2021, <sighs> I'm not saying we're going to have an end to this stuff, but you know what? I'll tell you, I would like to think that maybe 
we can take some solid steps towards ending racism, ending all of this kind of crap that's going on in the world today. So um, having said that, um, as I promised, I'll, I'll put up something, hopefully within the next few days, Civil War Part 2, good stuff. In the meanwhile, I wish all of you, those of you who have already, if you're living overseas, if you're, if you're in parts of the world that have already celebrated the new year, I wish your 2021 to be the best year of your life so far. For those of you who are waiting for it, as I am in the East Coast of the United States, I am wishing you the absolute best year possible. Let's hope 2021 is the type of year where people talk about it and say, you know what, man, 2020 was uh, this, but you know, 2021, oh baby, what a year. In any case, I will talk to you soon. Questions, comments, anything, please send them over to me. In the meanwhile, take care of yourselves. Please stay safe and remember that you are loved, and that you are valued as a person. No matter what anyone says, we here at After School History love you and care about you. Bye-bye.